It's time to rock and roll! All right. Let's not being echoey or anything because we're like in separate rooms. No, no. You guys sound good. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, at least it's just like a casual sort of conversation, you know? So that's how we do it. Yeah, awesome. yeah. And then um, I, I'm very curious about you. You both saw Scream 6, right? Yeah, we saw it at the Alamo. Okay. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Is that I haven't even seen it, but it seems to be very divisive right now. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some thoughts on that matter. Because, yeah, at first it was like all positive and then it was like all negative, And now it's like some people are saying it's the best sequel. Other people are saying it's the worst one. Now I'm like, I don't. The fact yeah, that it's so divisive it. makes yeah. it more interesting to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But um, you know what else is divisive is mm. how I open these podcasts. Yeah. Because I, I have no routine and I just kind of start <laughs> launching right on into it. Uh, hi, I'm your host. Good morning. I'm Diego Crespo. Welcome back to the Waffle Press <laughs> Hangouts. It's episode 116. It's fucking crazy to me. But we're here now. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's my co-host Universa agreeing with me. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, usually I agree with you, but yeah, good to see you. I'm recording from Austin, Texas. We're in the depths of uh South by Southwest. And how does that make you feel? Okay, I guess. I don't know. Never been there. Okay. <laughs> nice so far. Uh, been who, like who are you hanging out with over there, Gene? Oh yeah. So have my uh former roommate Luis uh he's been letting me stay at his place for the last couple days and we've been having a good time it's funny uh we had Daniel my other former roommate on and now we have Luis so it's just funny how things happen but Luis it's your uh first time on the show please introduce yourself hey guys thanks for having me on board my name is Luis I used to be Gene's roommate and now he's here visiting me in Austin. I like to think he's visiting me and not just South by Southwest. Yeah. Even though yeah. South by Southwest is pretty damn cool. It is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So apart from being Gene's roommate, uh, what else you got going on? <laughs> However much you want to tell us about yourself. You don't have to tell us anything, actually, if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll get into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm also uh, in, into filmmaking. I've just finished uh, filming last year with Gene, uh, a short film that we did together. And we're still in the middle of uh, post-production of that. Mm-hmm. And in the post for another short film and currently uh, making another one uh, with hopefully Gene is uh, another producer. Hopefully we get to do something a little bit into that in the future but um yeah i'm i'm mainly uh just you know taking it easy so far taking a little break but um i'm really into filmmaking for now but uh also back into school for uh my masters but in in the meantime i'm just taking it easy so far yeah you're an austin filmmaker no i am i am it hasn't settled in yet but i am (laughs) yeah I guess that goes into the next thing. Um, was it? Uh, how is like the Austin uh, film scene? If you want to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 very different compared to the, I guess the LA film scene where like you know everybody knows a little bit of everybody. Like there is a definite community. 
Um, there is for sure an, uh, an Austin filmmaking community. Um, I have a friend who definitely knows a lot more about it because every other week, because he's in freelance, every other week he's always like, oh, I got this gig and I'm going to be out uh, for like a few weeks and I wouldn't see him till like later that those few weeks. But it's 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 a growing community. I remember when I was in college in San Marcos, which is like 35 minutes outside of Austin, and we would always come to Austin to see what the vibe was. And there is a definite uh, film community here that has been growing since like the 90s. And uh, since the last time I was here was 2019. Since 2019, it has definitely doubled in size. Um, we definitely have uh, a lot of great film festivals. One of them being we have the uh, AFS, the Austin Film Society. Um, which is run by uh, our very own Richard Linklater. Ooh. And every now and then he'll be there uh, just showing off some films. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very small, but it's it's a very vocal uh, film community that we have in Austin. Yeah. Love that. Wow. Richard Linklater, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that sounds... That's where he got his start, too, right? Like, he's from there and everything. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool to hear. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, with stuff like South by Southwest, like you just hear about how it's been, uh, even like just just passively, like I've been watching like online, like everyone going every year, and like you see the community uh, mm -hmm. growing and stuff like that, and that, that's cool. It shouldn't like these uh, filmmaking hubs shouldn't just be based in like L.A. or New York, yep. you know, it should be more accessible everywhere. And mm -hmm. you know, that's uh, there's more problems than just that, but like it's you know you got to start somewhere. That's pretty cool to hear. Yeah. yeah absolutely we're we're placing our foot on the map absolutely yeah um have you seen anything get filmed around you like i know it's like a, a big uh, filming location now too have i seen any films being filmed in in the area yeah yeah oh you know i think i remember when i was i think i was in downtown i think i could have sworn there was like a whole uh, street section that was being closed off i think they were filming something I couldn't tell exactly what it was. It could have been like a commercial or it could have been for a movie. But I do remember seeing like a couple rigs and a couple like lamps being brought out for, for a shoot. And I was very intrigued to see what it was. Yeah. Um, and that was that was last year. And I, I just that was the last time I saw something like big of that scale being filmed in downtown. I just don't know what it was, but yeah. But um, you said they filmed like uh, everybody wants some by your college or something, or that was yeah, like... yeah. So... Oh, okay, <laughs> you told me that before. Yeah, so one of Richard Linklater's films, uh, "Everybody Wants Some," um, a good portion of that movie was filmed in uh, Texas State, which is the college where I went to. Literally within the first three minutes of the movie, uh, the main characters uh, drives up to the college and it's exactly where I would walk to my class. I'd be like, oh, that's my class right there. It's so surreal. It's really funny. But um, yeah, a good portion of that movie was filmed in Texas State. Yeah, it's a great movie. I love that one. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else has he done after uh, that? Richard Linklater? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did that uh, movie on Netflix last year. It was like Apollo 11 and a half. He did that one. He also did... Um, 
uh, last flag flying which was, yeah uh, that one's really good actually oh yeah yeah it's it's very depressing you're gonna feel like just fucking sad <laughs> after but it's like probably like a good cry i guess uh yeah, yeah have, you get, have you seen anyone seen that Diego? have you seen yeah that? yeah it's good it's good yeah it's really good it's like has a lot of nuance to it because it's like it's about like the military but then it's like you know talks about like other sort of like nuanced things and yeah it's really good steve Carell is really good in it yeah i i don't know if i'd call it nuanced but i don't think it's like yeah. trying to be either yeah. though, you know like okay. it's just like uh it's about these, these men's struggles uh after mm-hmm. being in the service a service that does not care about people you know yep. and then they come home and they have like they, they just come home that's kind of busted people and it's, it's a sad movie man it's a real like sad movie sad. yeah, yeah. Like... but I, I forgot he did a movie called where'd you go bernadette and i haven't heard anyone talk about that which is oh. always a ringing endorsement is, is that the one where he's filming with like what's her name the sister of jonah hill and they're trying to like film it throughout like a couple years or I'm no mistaken. that that is a movie that was released with kate blanchett oh okay yeah i have not heard about that but yeah I wonder if later yeah, I, I i love him too oh hey some, every once yeah. in a while he, he releases something and you're like i don't know what happened there but yeah that's fine whatever have, have, yeah. You, have you guys ever seen like an interview because like someone just flat out asked him because he has a cameo from a certain crazy person in his movie you, his can, movie. Say, you can say who yeah. it is we're not endorsing like, alex jones of all people alex that jones motherfucker. is in two like richard linklater movies it's in scanners and then i think in slacker right is he really yeah he's, no, in, he's in um scanner darkly excuse me not scanners yeah let me see he's in scanner darkly i think he's also in um his first, no, his first animation film, um, Waking oh, Life. Oh, Waking Life, Waking Life, that's right. Waking okay. Life, yeah, He's which is Alex. like... I Animated mean, just... Alex Jones. Yeah. Because uh, he's from here. Uh, I think he said in an interview, they asked him, like, yeah, you know, like, do you, like, regret that? And he's like, yeah. Like, but he was like, you know, I felt like he was just against everyone back then, and then he turned out to be a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, you know, different, different, like way of understanding culture and stuff back then. He yeah. didn't know he what didn't know that, that would turn into. You yeah, know? like that's that's insane that this art house director has conspiracy theorists, like crazy person Alex Jones yeah. into high art movie. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, like. Um, not defending Alex Jones at all, sure. who yeah, should be like sucks. in prison, you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there's like you know there there is like a history of like, uh, independent like it's definitely mm-hmm. experimental artists like um, mm-hmm. kind of poking the bear with like, uh, more divisive personalities and their yeah. their works and stuff like that. And I don't always endorse that. Yeah. Um, you know, because like even if you don't endorse the people, maybe you're giving them a platform, and it's like yeah. you're not going to do that anymore. You don't we can need make to make provoking give, art without. Yeah, you don't need to get someone like Infowars.com a yeah. platform. Yeah, uh, dumb fuck nation. Anyways, yeah. what? Well, <laughs> let's talk about some stuff we did like recently uh-huh. that we've been in watching. Movies. Yeah, movies. Uh, uh, Luis, you, you're back. Uh, you're getting your masters. How do you have time to watch movies or TV shows or play games or read books? And then tell us what you have been watching or playing or reading. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Uh. I squeeze in what very little time I have and I sacrifice the very little sleep I have to squeeze in movies because we love movies. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not easy. 
but recently i've i've been watching a, a few a couple good movies and a few just whatever movies um like there's this movie that i saw that my coworker uh recommended i think it was called roast point blank with sounds good actually yeah i saw it and i was like i was like why haven't i seen this movie and he and there's this like really interesting uh performance from uh dan Aykroyd, (laughs) like where he also plays as an assassin and and i'm like that's such an interesting role dan is but see him as that yeah, no, it's it's really weird, but I, I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I think one day I did like a whole marathon of all the hangover movies because I was just really just not hangover. feeling good that day. So I'm like, I'll just watch the hangover movies. Yeah. And I was enjoying a good third of them. And then I got to the last one and I'm like, this is straight up not a good movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Todd Phillips is not a good director. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, though, for Gross Point Blank, it's a, actually a pretty good film because it's like, I was going to say it's like the original Barry because it's about an assassin that doesn't right. want to be an assassin. It's pl- just played by John Cusack. And then um, the Dan Aykroyd character is pretty much like Fuchs in Barry, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Holy <laughs> I didn't think of it that much. <laughs> Diego, have you seen Gross Point Blank? I have not seen Gross Point Blank. It's good. Have I seen that? I don't think I've seen it's that. It's an 80s no. movie. When no, I know, I know what it is. Back. I just I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, but... no, you should see it. It's really yeah. good. It's actually. I, I, I will put it on the list. Uh, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you could believe John Cusack as an assassin, but you know. Hey, John Cusack was a great actor. He was a good actor. Um, yeah. I don't really know. Like, this isn't me, like, stirring up the pot. I genuinely don't know what occurred that made him not pop up and stuff anymore. Yeah. I, I probably yeah. just missed the boat on something horrific. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't it's know. Hot the time machine? Oh, uh, that's, that's right. That's, like, yeah. the last mainstream movie I saw him in. I don't know. He didn't come back for Hot Tub Time Machine too, so no. But yeah. the people who did, you know, I don't think they were happy about it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess uh, before we move on to the next topic, Luis, can you tell us a little bit by, about South by Southwest? Sure. Yeah. So South by Southwest is like one of those festivals that Austin has, where they bring in a bunch of artists from uh, music, movies. Uh, I think a couple TV shows, um, gaming, and they just, you know, get to show off all their new stuff there. Um, I have never, ever participated in South by Southwest. I've always wanted to, but I always say what every other person says, like, oh, maybe next year. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it, it's always like a huge event here in Austin, and it's always fun. And there's a lot of like free stuff to do as well uh, in the outdoor parks. Uh, in the outdoor parks um and even if you we can't catch a like a movie screening which is like probably the more popular thing you can always catch a show here like a like a, a music show i mean um because austin is known as the music capital of the world so oh. there's there's gonna be a, a lot a lot of great bands playing some great music here yeah. and on top of that amazing food yeah, we've been we've been eating terribly for the last like three days. So, yeah, have what, you been eating that? terribly, or have you been eating great? Been eating greatly, yeah. 
what's a what's a food you would recommend Luis someone visiting Austin like first restaurant you go to it's not Whataburger can't choose Whataburger no right right, right. um <laughs> well first first off the list would definitely be um where we're going later today which is um uh Terry Black's which is a oh, barbecue nice. place it, especially if you've never been to Texas um definitely visit uh a barbecue place because I mean Texas just delivers the best barbecue that's just that's just oh. a fact yeah and, and so I'm very excited to see how you're gonna enjoy uh Terry Black's yeah it's uh I'm looking forward to it and I've not eaten all day so that's how I've been preparing each day don't eat <laughs> until like 12 and then just go to town yeah is, is that i'm not telling you how to live your life is that healthy <laughs> um i don't know it's okay, okay. yeah all, all, right, all right all right i mean i'm not i'm not judging i'm just like depends how much you eat all, all at once yeah. i guess but, yeah, um, i'll have like cereal or something in the morning but that's not that um any like what any cool like musical artists that you've seen at the festival in previous years Actually, I haven't. I haven't seen any musical. I know a friend of mine has been seeing like a few artists, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't. I've always just like just walked past it because I'm okay. always like in the film area. Got it. So I never really go see any of the shows, even though I should have. Yeah. Um, I'm always like like last year, for example, I was uh, outside of the Paramount Theater mm-hmm. and we were they were showing a the premiere screening for x oh nice and we were just like oh let's see if we could uh either a get inside which i it was impossible oh. or b we could see anybody coming out and uh lo and behold uh freaking uh, kid cuddy came out and kid we, <laughs> yeah kid cuddy yes. came out and he said hi to a few people he was like what like five feet away from me so i i got to see him pretty good he's very yeah. short yeah he's sure he's great is. he's great in x yeah, oh, he's, yeah he's a he's a great actor he's in john woo's new movie john woo yeah kid cutty yeah that's really? and bill and ted bill and ted 3 yeah <laughs> he's stacking up a resume man yeah kid cutty. he called uh i love kid cutty because it's like he called uh kanye a dinosaur yeah that's good stop <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's that's a tragedy unfortunately what happened with that yeah, yeah well, yeah, Kid Cudi is not a tragedy. Yeah, um, I was gonna say yeah, but there's a lot, a lot of cool outside events. Um, I've attended at least this year. There was a good panel for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Uh, Stephen, um, who's the director? Stephen Cree- Cable Jr. Stephen Cable Jr. Yeah, he was talking about it with Lorenzo Bon Terry, and then some of the act. Yeah, people. Damn it. Um, yeah, some of the actors, and uh, they seemed really, really excited about the beasts the trance was it oh the trance they're uh prime animals i forgot what they were called but the characters from the 90s show beast wars coming in for transformers <laughs> six or whatever did you watch did anyone watch beast wars in passing okay i, I wasn't show. i i never avoid here's the thing i never avoided it it's like power rangers and ninja turtles and yeah. that I, I barely like like i i was uh I, I hesitate to say sheltered, but I also don't know a better word for it. Like for the yeah. first couple years of my my TV viewing experiences, like I couldn't watch The Simpsons when I was like before I was like ten, you know. Yeah. 
And then my parents became less conservative and they're like, <laughs> hey, this stuff is like not like dangerous. So yeah. you can like watch it. It's fine. You know, yeah. after that, that's when I just start discovering stuff. And like, yeah, we've talked about it before. Like I came I came to, to certain things late and other stuff. I was like for some reason way ahead of the curve. And I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, for like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What would uh Beast Wars was just giant animals, mech giant animals fighting centered around Optimus Primal. It's the gorilla, <laughs> like, right? The gorilla. Yeah, that, I love that name. Or just the idea of Beast Wars. Like, it's such a studio executive or just, like, some producer idea where it's like, let's just get the Transformers and make them animals. <laughs> Kids will eat that shit up. <laughs> it's just, like, the fact that it's like, all right, Optimus Prime, Optimus Primal. That's yeah, it's like, slam dunk. Yeah, I love it. Million dollar idea. Yeah. Have it's you seen it, Luis? I have not. You know, I'm kind of in a similar like boat where I'm like, you know, I've I've heard of this, but I've never like fully seen like it before. But I I've definitely heard it in passing. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I don't know. Diego has like you have like mixed mixed thoughts on the trailer, or I think the trailer looks straight up bad. Like okay. I have no ill will. The, the cast is great. Anthony Ramos is like a terrific actor. I really would like to watch him in a movie I enjoy yeah. all the way through. Yeah. Uh, where he's the lead role because like he's yeah. he pops up in like King of the Monsters, you know. But that he's is, like, yeah. but so do like twenty five other people, and I love that movie. But like, <laughs> yeah, same. He's not a lead. It's like yeah. an HBO ensemble, yeah, uh, which is like why yeah. I think it works. Um, but mm-hmm. no, like I, I think the trailer looks not good. Yeah. Um. But who knows? Maybe the movie. Who, hey, maybe I've been wrong before. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, um yeah. I, I wasn't interested in, in another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Uh-huh. And I liked the last one. And then that trailer came out and it it looks so wow. sweet looks and delightful mm-hmm. and exciting. And I, yes. I can't wait for that one in particular now. You know. Rise what is it? Rise of the Mutants? Rise of the, like yeah, the title's like whatever <laughs> or yeah, mutant yeah. mayhem mutant mayhem. mayhem excuse me yeah yeah that's, that's yeah. better than rise anything with yeah. rise in the title right. now i'm like Done. you're not like you're you're losing ideas on on creativity for titles now yeah, yeah. It, it used to be like when you hit resurrection in the franchise that's when it was like oof yeah. you know like ouch and now it's like whenever someone says rise it's like oh resurrection was used all like heavily like back in the day now like what's the new resurrection now it's like rise rise rebirth yeah yeah i I think rise kind of stole that title like i'm not gonna pick you all when i said that anyone listening or watching this podcast you know you something popped into your head and you're like oh yeah yeah Uh, the (laughs) one that i'm gonna give a pass to is christopher nolan's dark knight rises because i think that movie swings big and not a home run, but it knocks enough out of the park that I still like it a lot. But yeah, it's also the first one that like did it to call it Rise. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, it rises. Um, but yeah, um, I was gonna say just uh, your Transformers panel was great. They had a lot of like cars around the movie, some like you know free stuff, and yeah, it felt like Comic Con but with like Texas. So it's definitely cool. And then I was gonna say, um that yeah it had a giant optimus prime and a giant optimus primal and then uh put that on twitter and then i think i showed you that tweet our friend vice had the best <laughs> tweet about it where he's like why is that monkey so big <laughs> for optimus primal because <laughs> well, he thought they vice, were going to be small 
Vice just has the best tweets in general. So if you don't know Vice Victus on Twitter, go give him yeah, a follow. It's, funny. it's the best. He's good. He's yeah. Good. Um, should we shift into our main topic for today? I don't yeah. think we need to talk about what else you and I have seen. I don't think we've seen anything oh, much since our last episode. Um, but I want to uh, say that I think 65, I saw that when I was here while I was waiting for this guy, was like really good, actually. 65 is a really good movie because... Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. okay. So I don't know if you want to see it, but... I do. I do, actually. Okay. Adam Driver, but it's like, I love the concept of it because it's like Sam Raimi or like one of the producers, they're watching like a sci-fi channel movie and they're like, what if we do that? But with way more money, way, way, way more money, because <laughs> it's like it's so similar to like all these to uh, and they're they're great. But like some of the asylum movies I worked on, you know, they're all just like dinosaurs and stuff, you know. And uh, I worked on a similar movie called Jurassic Galaxy, which is literally just the same premise where it's like space people crash land on a planet with dinosaurs. So. You did, know. You, did you show that to us when we were living together? Did you show? Uh, that? Yeah, we screened that. Um, I used to do some screenings of uh, some of the movies I worked on while we were uh, chugging a few. So yeah, you probably saw Jurassic Galaxy actually. Nice. Um, I have to shout out the writers and directors who are the original writers from the first drafts, like pretty until pretty late in the game, from my understanding of A Quiet Place. Scott oh, okay. Beck and Brian Woods. They mm-hmm. also did a little movie called Haunt. I'm not crazy about it, but it's oh, like no. it, it's oh. it's cool that like someone's still making stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Like I think it's it released on Shutter at first and stuff, and it's like the perfect movie for Shutter. Like you just kind of throw it on, you're like, oh yeah, that was, that was a good way to spend like 90 minutes or whatever, you know? Yeah. So yeah, they're exactly. clearly like genre guys, and yeah. um, they I guess they said they wanted like to stop the monopoly of dinosaur movies just being in Jurassic Park, and it's like nothing against Jurassic yeah. Park. But I they think we all right. feel that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, why are those the only dinosaur movies? I know, especially with Colin Trevorrow. Hell no. That, no, no, that like, like, I'm not even shit-talking. I'm like, I could love all six movies, all and it's just like, why? Do, I mean, hey, yeah. uh, but like, just why? You know, there's no reason for that. They're, 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 it's like, imagine if there was only like one franchise that had dogs in it. Yeah. Like one film, and you, no other film had dogs because they were scared to touch that franchise and it's just yeah. like stupid <laughs> like whatever yeah. sorry it's just ridiculous um but you liked it there are dozens mm-hmm. of other people out there that liked it too yeah it's good it's good if you want to see just it's 90 minutes adam adam driver fights dinosaurs and that's it yeah i'm yeah. pretty sure that's how they pitched it uh to the studios guys adam driver fighting yeah. dinosaurs Torak. Yeah, Turok Hunter. Yeah, I mean, that trailer, like, blew up online, which clearly didn't translate to, like, huge box office success so far. I hope it, like, has long yeah. legs. Because, again, it's like, even if I like, hate it, it's an original idea that's yeah. very, like, wacky, and it looks like it's played straight, and it's just like, yeah, we should be trying to make more of this stuff. We used to have movies like this in theaters every week, like, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, just popping out there and... Maybe you forget about them, but it's like I, you see it on cable again. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that when I was younger or whatever. Crazy. Just uh, yeah. we need the marketplace to kind of fill up that way again. I'll just mention really quick before the, the main topic today is Scream. We're going to talk mm-hmm. Scream franchise and your guys' thoughts on Scream 6. Um, yep. I saw After Sun finally. Okay. And I mentioned Tar last episode, right, Gene? I, yeah, I mentioned Tar. I watched Tar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tar. I, I, I loved it. Um, After Sun, I also really loved. Um, I don't I don't know how much. It's up for like 
Academy contention at this point. The Oscars are the day of recording this, so yeah. sorry, we're gonna be like uh, behind the times. But um, oh well, I that movie broke me. I think it's mm. terrific. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to whatever writer director Charlotte Wells does next. Mm. Um, I I could write like a thesis on why this is one of the best movies I've seen over the last decade, but uh, I will not, and I will just simply say you should go watch it if you're one of those people who likes movies about how our memories and perception of one another are never fully what they seem and how that may be okay and the moments we share together are very special and beautiful anyways um it's it's so good i oh my god it's so good everyone go watch after sun all right i need to to see it oh my god i cried so much (laughs) um and then i i never cry watching the scream movies so let's talk about that okay (laughs) Yeah. Those movies, those first four make me ridiculously happy, though. Yeah. Uh, Luis, as the guest, what is your history with the Scream franchise? You know, uh, I've always liked the Scream franchise, but um, it has never been, like, my go-to favorite. It, for that, it's always been Halloween. But the past, I want to say, like, five, six years, I recently, like, taken a step back and was like, you know what? I'm going to... I'm gonna rewatch the scream movies and you know what i think i'm gonna i think scream is probably like the tippy tippy top i think it definitely edged out halloween especially after halloween ends mm-hmm. um oh i i love scream i i have nothing but good memories of watching those movies especially the original trilogy um they're they're just so fun movies you know and they're like good enough where it could be a straight up horror movie and they're just silly enough to be like a horror comedy um i have nothing but good positive things to say about uh those movies even at its worst um when when it's bad it can still be fun and yeah i I remember watching those movies since i was like seven years old and and always been uh visually uh entranced with the ghost face mask yeah it's just implanted there it's so good yeah it's a good design i love the like the look of ghost face when you think about it yeah you guys know how that happened right the mask in in the script and kevin williamson's original draft um they couldn't figure out like it's it's, uh he's wearing all Okay, we're gonna make him more all black because at one point they considered like making him like a ghost, like a literally ghostly apparition, right? Mm. Um, with a, like all white and stuff like that. Like it was brief, and then he was like, ah, ah, we got this mask in this closet. Just throw that on, see how it looks until we figure something else out. And they were like, oh, oh, that looks pretty good. Oh, can oh, we get the rights to that? Yeah. <laughs> and so they made a mold of of like a similar design to that mask. And then I forget which way it worked out, but like they either used the mask that they just found for like. 15% of the movie or something like that and then they use the mold for the rest or if it's the reverse but they they kind of just like stumbled upon it like the Michael Myers mask you know and it's like you never know where a great idea is going to come from so that that's pretty fucking cool and that's like Wes Craven's yeah. genius you know like yeah. letting that's, the cooks cook I know yeah that's such that's a good design I was gonna say it's crazy that those films have been around almost 30 years now yeah, I mean, I, I did the retrospective with Matt on the franchise leading up to Scream 5 last year, and mm-hmm. I had a blast talking about those first four, and like I could still talk about how fucking... I'll tell you exactly why those films are still around. It's because they've made at least one like out straight masterpiece, the first film. Yeah. I yeah. would argue two masterpieces. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I know I, I know the ranking gets a little divisive, but I think yeah. Sweet Four is like amazing. I I, I think it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, um, we, the, we just saw it actually. We rewatched it right before we saw Scream Six. Okay, and, and you guys liked it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I love the like twenty. It, it very it captures like the two thousands, the twenty tens really well. Like the first three did for the nineties, and it's like you know how people communicated and like kind of updating the um like you know how he does the call and the scary movie announced through like text and everything. That that movie was great. I, I loved it. Yeah, I I Scream Four might be my favorite. Oh, really? Like, okay. Yeah. Um. So but here, before before I get into it, Gene, where what's your history with the franchise? I don't actually oh. think I know this. No. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I saw any in theaters, but um, you know, back when we used to have Blockbuster, me and my cousins used to rent them in the Blockbuster. So that was a good vibe. Rewinding the VHS or no, they had it rewound already. Um, you know, playing it on VHS, uh, just watching them on an analog TV and probably, probably having the lights out. So that's good. Yeah. Scream one, two, and three. Yeah. It's good times. Yeah. The, uh, the first three were all, um, like cable movies for me. So like yeah. HBO or someone yeah. like where they, they were really... uncut. I saw them like uncut and that was, that was cool. Or was it, yeah. maybe I saw them like, you know how you used to be able to find like full movies on YouTube more easily back then? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that was one of those. I can't remember. Um, but the first three are kind of just like back there. Uh, I, I came to horror later in my life too. Um, and mm-hmm. then uh, the fourth one is the one I, I saw in theaters. It is to date the only one I've seen in theaters. That might change. But the yeah. fourth one's the only one I've seen in theaters. And it was a blast. And I had a pretty packed house. So I was surprised when it kind of bombed um, like oh, financially because yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to launch another trilogy. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think four is fucking so underrated. It does like it calls stuff that that's barely getting out of trends now. Like mm-hmm. there's like live streaming in that movie. None yeah. of the other yeah. six doesn't do live streaming even. Right. No, no. neither does five. No, nope. maybe maybe five would have a little more staying power if they adapted some actually current vernacular and didn't just sound like letterbox tweets in conversations <laughs> with characters. Yeah, screen five um, is like a movie that's too online. <laughs> I don't think, you know what? I'm going to go the reverse. I don't think it's online enough. Oh, okay. I think it should have been more letterbox build. Yeah. brained. But I it's think like... it should have been about something. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's like, you know, just that that movie is just like it's like an it's written by maybe like an annoying film Twitter person. You know, here's the fucking thing about Scream Five. I'm I'm sorry. I'm like become like the the premium Twitter hater of Scream okay, Five. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. It's written by James Vanderbilt. He wrote uh-huh. Zodiac. Yeah. There is no fucking excuse for some of the <laughs> shit in that movie. Yeah. Everyone who worked on that movie has brought a game to something else. And it was just very disappointing when I did yeah. not like any of it. Yeah. Luis, did you like Scream 5? Because I'm like, I was okay with it, but it's certainly like not a movie where I would say like, this is like the re like introduction to this franchise. Man, I feel like I'm in the minority because I really like Scream 5. You really like it? <laughs> no, okay. I, I, you were in the majority. A lot of people like Scream yeah. 5. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed Scream 5, although I will admit there are some things that I probably could have done without. Um, and some things are, are looking back, probably not as great, but I saw that I saw both Scream 4 and Scream 5 in theaters. Oh. And oh, man, you know, I just had a fun time watching Scream 5, but looking back, there are some things I would have been like, yeah, I could have yeah. done better that, but or that could have been a lot better, but um. I don't know. I, I really like Scream 5, but I, I understand the criticisms. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, my my big issue with it is that I don't feel like I got anything that kind of wasn't done better in Scream mm-hmm. 4. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Scream 4 kind of, like, it calls it shot with legacy sequels before those become a trend. Yeah. Like, I mean, because it's doing a reboot thing. Because, you reboot. know, the, the big marketing, like, like trick that they pulled over all of our eyes the wool that they pulled over audience's eyes is that we're not going to remake it we're going to reboot it and it's going to be a sequel to the original right yeah uh, screen four yeah. already does that like in its text like mm-hmm. here's the new the better um, version. here's the new randy now it's like you know a, a more like attractive spunky young woman instead of like a schlubby nerdy guy right yeah. and, um, played by the amazing hayden panettiere like kirby is like i think a fan favorite character throughout the franchise for good reason and but you see yeah. like all these characters who are like this is the the next whatever from the original movie this is the next whoever from the original movie and then they all like spoilers for Scream Four they all die horribly <laughs> because yeah. it's like you can't just remake that and yeah. then Scream Five is like but what if you could and to me it was just like like sequences like that kept happening in Scream Five to me where I was like we already kind of dismantled that and threw it away yeah I I, I just wish they did something different because. Uh-huh. I loved Ready or Not. Like I mentioned, James Vanderbilt wrote fucking Zodiac. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, crazy. We're talking you know, about very talented people here. Yeah. You know, not to dunk on the movie too much, which, you know, I kind of enjoyed it, but like it kind of reminded me of because we were rewatching another movie too, Scary Movie, where it's like they're almost doing like kind of like parodies of the original characters. Like, you know, um, it's just like there's like a dewey character but he's not like quite like dewey and like it, i don't know for some reason maybe scary movies in my brain but it kind of reminded me of scary movie no yeah. that, that makes total sense and like here's a i i like that first scary movie you know like as a child yeah, of the good. 90s i think i have yeah. to um but, like but in the main... oh sorry go ahead no sorry uh quick fun fact that scream was originally supposed to be called scary movie oh yeah 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 (laughs) isn't that such a funny twist of fate you know it's like um but like i think the the problem with scary movie that stops it from being like great is that it's parroting something that's already like a satire yeah you know so it's like you're you're kind of like you're yes anding you know you're like yes and and it's like that's not that interesting right so like i don't know how newer audiences respond to a movie like scary movie where I will always have an affinity for it. I don't know if younger people are like, isn't that just the franchise? Like making yeah. fun of stuff? Yeah. You know, but um it's yeah. an interesting, you know, that's a that's a interesting perspective on it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, nothing against the that first scary movie at all. Just no, um, no, what I thought about. Yeah. Definitely not. Um I was gonna say though for like screen five, I still can't go over the fact because I was texting you this morning or messaging you this morning, Diego, where it's like Orson Welles, where he's saying homage. He hates homages, but like, I still don't know why in Scary Movie Five, um, 
Scream <laughs> movie five or Scream five? Or, yeah, sorry, Scream five. Excuse me. Uh, her the actress. It's like Mikey something other that plays the second killer, the second ghost face in mm-hmm. Scream five. Mikey Madison. Mikey Madison. Who's she very dies. good. She's good. She's good. She dies the exact same way she does in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> like, Which, why are they homaging that? And that, it's like, that was an accident. They weren't homaging that. They kept it in after they saw the movie because they were like, I don't know, fuck it. They're just they, they weren't like I, I don't I don't begrudge them for not changing yeah. that if they already yeah, had no, that. Of no. course, but it's just yeah. like it's so weird. Like the actress didn't say anything. She's like, Oh yeah, you know, I I, I also get set on fire and scream in this exact same way. Yeah. Apparently they did talk about that. They're just like, should we change it? You know, it's, it's kind of like when contract. She yeah, should yeah. always die by fire. Yeah, she's like, no. If I'm in a if I'm in a movie where death occurs I, and I die, like I need to be lit, lit on fire. Yeah. If it happens a third time. You know what? I'm just gonna start like I'm gonna keep an eye out. Like whenever a movie like happens, like with her in the starring role or something, I'm gonna be like, is it is it here? <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah. yeah, but she's great. I think one of the better aspects of Screen Five was her, and then Jack Quaid, the only good nepotism baby. All the actors are good. I yeah. don't think anyone's allowed to be particularly good in the movie because yeah. it's like, in my opinion, there's like not a lot going on with the characters. Again, like like I mentioned, there's just we're we're treading old ground. You know, they're old hat by this point. There's nothing. Like I look, I love mm-hmm. the Scream franchise. The fact that they kind of like called their shot with all these like wildly different trends, like it, it becomes almost like fucking like like a prophecy of what the yeah. horror genre is. I cannot expect that to keep happening fucking five times in a row. Yeah. It happened four times. I can't yeah. continue to let that happen. Like it's a miracle that those movies did what they did. Um to varying degrees of greatness, I believe, but still, um, I would still have liked for it to have like more of a stamp on its own. Like, I don't think Scream as a franchise needs to be like revelatory and like worshiping itself. You know, yeah. I think people kind of say that it does. I don't think it does. Um, it's it's still always about like the characters. Like, I think that's why it really resonates with a lot of people. People call it like scooby-doo like already yeah. scooby-doo at times and it's like yeah that's why it's awesome you know yeah, it's just like these I characters love... gathering together to solve a mystery yeah um, i love scooby-doo but scooby-doo. it's like whenever dewey pops up in one of the the original movies it's like you get like that hans zimmer theme from broken arrow uh when it <laughs> okay. which, is, which is like a real thing that's the that's yeah. dewey's theme in the mm-hmm. franchise um it becomes like really sweet and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and I don't know. I, I think the the characters in Scream, the the main central cast of characters, they're the ones that are like, I don't believe that they should be like excited about being in a Scream movie. Yeah. And I think in Scream yeah. Five, they're a little excited to be in a Scream movie, whereas yeah. like you know everyone we'll talk about this too. Um, but like Sydney's not in Scream Six. I yeah. what happened business wise is fucked up. Mm-hmm. The trajectory of that character. I think it's fine. Business wise, I pay Nev Campbell. This is her franchise that she yeah, started with yeah. Wes Craven. But the character, I like, why the fuck would she want to keep popping up in these? Like, if she keeps popping up in these, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And she's going to, like, she's not happy that she's in sequels to her own life tragedy. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? That's the whole fucking yeah. meta text in Scream 2, and she's playing in the play in scream three when she's running around like the reconstruction of the mocker house 
is mm-hmm. like this like they're profiting off her trauma and shit yeah and it's like i don't know i i i want the characters to be a little angrier about the situations they're in and not like oh this is a requel or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. um but yeah. that's enough naysaying for me i'm sorry i just got <laughs> i got feelings yeah say, no, that's, that's yeah. a that's a fair um that's a fair assessment yeah because um, yeah when i when i heard that uh neve campbell was not going to be returning I, at first i was like oh man like this is this is her movie franchise but at the same time like understanding her character it it makes sense it, it's better for the story that she like because like why would she come back <laughs> especially for the story that they're telling in scream six it, it definitely makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. yeah exactly um, I don't, do we have any more thoughts on on the franchise, or do you guys just want to go ham and tell me what yeah. you thought about Scream Six? Uh, can we can we pause for one second? Yeah, sure. Please, uh, I think your dog. Oh, the dog can be. We don't have to pause. Oh, no, the dog she's can like, be in the podcast. No, she's uh she's biting me. So oh, yeah, it's just a little love nibble. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, look how happy she is. Just push her off. Okay. Edit this out. <laughs> no, no, I'm leaving the dog in. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> This is the thumbnail, man. Thanks, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go back to bring us back. Yeah. All right. Scream 6. I have not seen it yet. The divisive reactions have interested me more than any trailer or quote from the filmmakers um what did you guys think um i was kind of like mixed on it i was really enjoying it and then i guess we'll get into this later until the last act um because i I felt like there were really interesting ideas good sequences like the train sequence is great um like that's actually a really like well-built well-shot like they're just on this train with multiple people dressed to scream or ghost face, excuse me. And they're just trying to get out. So I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. But yeah, it was just, um, I don't know. Yeah. It was just a little mixed. Um, I wouldn't say I hated it, but like it was, it was interesting. I'll say that. Yeah. You feel? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think for a good majority, I was enjoying the film um there were a lot of great sequences this one i think has probably the best use of tension i think because there's a lot of great uh uh, suspenseful moments there's a lot of great uh building tension throughout uh most of the scenes with ghostface and the and the rest of the the characters um but i think at a certain point in the movie it kind of there, it, there's like a switch where I was like, oh, this, I, I'm not really sure about these decisions. Yeah. And yeah. from like me enjoying it to me just starting to question why did they decide to make these decisions and those choices? Yeah. Um, but doesn't mean I think it's a bad movie. Um, I, I, I still think it's pretty cool, especially in the fact that it's New York um i do think that this is the movie that jason takes manhattan thinks it is um because i i I don't like that one but um uh yeah this is the movie that jason takes manhattan thinks it is but there are still so many things that um i think it could have 
done a lot better, especially yeah. in the third act. Yeah, that that third act is rough. I guess we'll we'll talk about that when we get into spoilers. But yeah, I don't know. It was interesting that they chose to do it in New York. Um, you know, I mean, I think again, I guess that that's happened before where they take it out of the town. So this is in Scream Three. They're in uh, they're in LA. Hollywood in Scream Three. Hollywood, yep. And and yep. the second one, they're in college. They're not in the town. The whole thing yep. takes place at the college. So whenever I saw people being like, "This is the first one to take it outside Woodsboro." fake ass fan yeah. uh, you you clearly did not watch these movies, right <laughs> uh, which is like fine but you know don't lie to to yourself and don't yeah. lie to me you know yeah, that's the most yeah, important exactly. thing exactly um, yeah. but yeah i just saw a lot of that and i was like really like yeah. from, from big name people i was like really you're you're like a professional film critic and you're opening with that the first no <laughs> what? kept it kept it in the drafts yeah like you're just like that is objectively factually incorrect. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, it's just annoying to me. No, like, um, the third one take place in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah it does. Yep. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob have cameos for some yeah. reason. <laughs> for some Jay and reason. Silent Bob have cameos. Uh, Matt on the podcast retrospective had the good point of like, you know, maybe they should have joined the gang for that. The rest yeah. of that movie, just Kevin yeah. Smith. Yeah, you know what? Because like that one gets a lot of um flack but i think a lot of fans love it because it is like pure camp for a lot of the time like roman's monologue uh as the ghost face reveal like it's just camp you know like he's he's, every ghost face becomes camp at a certain point but that one has like a particular air to it it's it's about theatricality um because he's the director in the Mm -hmm. movie and like people really like that one now including myself i've really come to like scream three yeah, um, it's it's good. It's, it's, it's very funny <laughs> and yeah. it, it's very interesting. I, 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 have, my, one, I have my yeah. issues with Scream Three, but it, it is, it's it's good fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely got issues for sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, they they were like rewriting it on the day, which they ended up writing into the movie because the characters are like, "We're getting new fucking pages every day. How am I supposed <laughs> to learn my lines?" And I get them fifteen minutes before cameras are rolling. It's you like, well, that's right. that's just what happened on that movie. You know, oh, and like you can feel it a little for sure. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. For Scream Five, like yeah, I don't know. They use New York. Interesting. I like the. I guess they're kind of repeating Scream Two. I like uh. You know the characters and they're in college now, so it's a little bit of a retread. But you know, uh, I think like Jen Ortega, was like you know they play the characters well. They you know they're really. They really seems like they like their roles. It seems like they 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 give their characters life enough, or it feels like they they're doing you know like interesting things. But yeah, it's just um, there's a, like one character I forgot her name where it's just like she seems like uh, do you know the character I'm talking about where it's like the so they call themselves the core four and like one of the sister, and she's just like two like she goes like a monologue about like like movies and I guess. You know, that's kind of, you know, the, you know, we have this on screen, but she's almost like too, like, like film Twittery. Too <laughs> is, is that the Jasmine Savoy Brown character? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Another really great, talented actress. Yeah. Uh, the spoiler alert, the tinkerer in the Miles Morales Spider-Man um, yeah. game, which is excellent. And she gives an excellent performance in that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, she has this monologue in five, and I have to. Sorry, I have to go back to Duncan Five just a little bit, yeah, because it's like she bit. has this monologue in five where she's basically like she's parodying the points that will be the villain points of the film. Yeah, yeah. And the film never like reflects on that, 
Mm-hmm. It's just like maybe you could draw an interesting line about the dangers of toxic fandom instead of just saying yeah. that you're Dang talking it. about yeah. toxic fandom. And it's like, exactly. look at how this stuff can get manipulated and used to hurt people. You, you're not innocent just because yeah. you like something or dislike something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I wasn't crazy about the writing of that character. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel bad for her because she's like great actress, you yeah. know, yeah, talented, but it's just like the lines that they give her and it's like, it's just like they're just bad they're just bad it's like kind of like court cringe and it's just like who would say this you know who would say this in this situation that they're in where they're potentially going to be murdered (laughs) and it's like i don't know it feels like it feels like almost like a game like they're too excited to be in this movie like they know like they're in a screen movie and they're like excited to be like oh yeah we're gonna survive and it's like or and then too like they're like oh this is how we survive i'm like how do you know this like it's this is this is like you're in a, like a tense situation, you know? Yeah. No, Louise brought up uh it's it's the movie Jason Takes Manhattan thinks it is. I've yeah. heard that like it does take like advantage of the new location very much. It does super it does. funny that it is also shot in the same places that Jason Takes Manhattan was. Oh, Not it? intentionally. It's, it <laughs> takes place or it's, it was shot in like Montreal. Oh. I believe Jason Takes Manhattan was at the very yeah. least in Canada. Yeah, it's easier to film. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not begrudging anyone. I'm just like the difference between like a knowing director's hand, or maybe someone who directed the seventh Friday the Thirteenth movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't uh, exactly pump talent into those original ones. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But. Um, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah the, go ahead. one really does uh, take advantage of it. Um, it. It just uses all of its all, all of the advantages that New York has um, into the story very well. Yeah, it blends it well. I would say I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, unlike where the seventh Friday Thirteenth mainly takes place on a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, only punches someone's head off, which is cool. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that is true. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and like, not to make it about Friday Thirteenth, but it's like if Jason, if you made a movie about like Jason gets onto a, a cruise ship, like that's a movie right there. Mm-hmm. Don't call it Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, no. Jason goes tropical. Yeah, something right. Cruising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cruising like the the Friedkin movie. Yeah, which is not about cruise ships. No, um, <laughs> just a heads up for anyone who's like, oh, cool movie. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> a problematic fave we'll call that one um yeah, guess so <laughs> um yeah all right scream six uh are there any standout characters i guess we'll say because uh, uh i i like um i mean i like all the new actors they bring on to it mm-hmm. uh let me let me pull some up josh segura mm-hmm. who is um sam carpenter's boyfriend in the film yeah uh i love this guy yeah, I think he's a really talented actor mm-hmm. who has not really had a, a chance to shine. Yeah. And I only know him because I've I've seen Arrow all the way through. Oh. And he's <laughs> is he like villain. Wild Dog? No, he is Prometheus. He's the villain oh, okay. for season five. And I'm uh, like, who the fuck is this guy? Like he's given like a really committed performance. Yeah. And that was in in the middle of the the years where that show is really struggling to find its footing, mm-hmm. and then yeah. that one season just comes out of nowhere and like knocks me on my ass. And I'm like, what the? Where the fuck did this I come from? Why is yeah. this guy so good? 
it's like yeah it's like why you know they're stealing another batman villain yeah but he, he was great he was great yeah. in that show is, is he great yeah. here does he have nothing yeah. to do yeah I, I think so they give him like you know they give him enough he's like you know he feels like kind of like you know he because it's like he kind of has like that boyfriend trope but it's like he kind of goes against the trope so it's like yeah i, I think so mm-hmm. i'll go to bat for him yeah he was he was very good in it um of course uh melissa barrera i think that's her that's her yeah name. yeah that's sam uh she's very good in the movie the yeah. same as ben ortega um i my my favorite addition to it was uh um dermot mulroney i just really like i really like that act. i really like him as an actor i think him yeah. the addition of him really adds it the uh the star power to this mm-hmm. cast um but my favorite uh was probably hayden pensier with uh, yeah yeah he's great yeah kirby coming back is good yeah i i love that they brought kirby back because one of the other ideas for that follow-up to scream 4 had it been successful was that um craven was like don't we're not going to show her dead we're going to show her still moving on the ground so there's like there's that optimism that she might pull through and if she does we could have her in the next one yeah that never happened now it has so that's another way of like honoring Wes craven see that's Mm -hmm. like the right way to honor Wes craven yeah (laughs) <laughs> don't just say like you are um yeah exactly but uh yeah i mean hanging panettiere she you know she's been out of the spotlight for a long time yeah um you know she became like a mother and stuff like that and took time off to take care of herself and her kid yeah and... she's married to she was married to vitaly klitschko for a while yeah yeah um but uh yeah i mean i i oh, echoed the fandom when we heard she was coming back and we're like yeah. fuck yeah <laughs> uh well, it's so like that, yeah, that's they, great to hear yeah they hint at it in five i guess it's in that thumbnail yeah underneath uh, <laughs> yeah, the dead right. meat yeah. cameo yeah or whatever. during the dead meat cameo the best part of five was the dead meat cameo <laughs> it kind of was yeah <laughs> i was like hooting and hollering seeing them in the theater if anyone hasn't listened to their podcast or seen the kill counts they're they're great dead meat yeah podcast yeah we're yeah. big dead meat fans here um and uh luis i also love dermot Mulrooney. um he's uh he's definitely a guy i i love seeing pop up and stuff uh as always i have to mention one of my favorite shows new girl where he has an arc as um the older put together boyfriend because oh, everyone right. in that show is like a disaster and he's like a guy he's like the one character in that entire show who has his life together yeah and so everyone like loves one <laughs> of that yeah it's just like it's so funny um and i i listened to some of like the the press junket run of, of scream six and he's like super excited like i'm sure he's just saw in the movie or whatever but it's like you know there's like an enthusiasm there that feels like really authentic yeah and he's like hyping up the movies like you know like i wasn't in the original but like there was lots of talk everyone heard about like oh the mainstream horror movie and he talks about like how he's seen the evolution of it and like how it was such like a huge hit. He's like, you know, the reason horror is like kind of a big thing again is because of Scream, which is true, you know, because yeah. it was like yeah. dead in the water in the 90s. Um, and he has this funny comment where he's like, you know, it's it's it plays so against type of like other movies. Like it's so embedded in the, the DNA of this franchise that like now the new cast members are even older, you know, yeah. like they're bringing in old people now like, yeah. like him versus yeah. just like new young and up and comers you know i was like, gonna say though i think like dewey was very missed i really disagreed that they killed him I, off in five i made a tweet before five came out and i was like if yeah. dewey dies on film i die in real life 
Yeah. <laughs> I've not been the same since. And I think that's because of that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there... I, there were so many times I was just waiting for Dewey to appear, and I'm like, oh, wait, he's dead. Yeah. That was also, too, I don't think, like, that was, like, it makes no sense for him to die in that last one. He was just, well, like, they were, yeah. Sort of like the, the legacy sequel where they have, like, the, the original, one original character that will die off. Yeah, it's just um, like they're copying like the Han Solo death in Force Awakens. Which... That's that's exactly what I was about to allude to, but yeah, yeah which Harrison works. Dies yeah. Off. But like, um, also Harrison doesn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> but um, I don't know. At least for me, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it's it's. I was sad to see him get killed off, but in in at least in my mind, it made sense. Yeah, but um, he was definitely missed here. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, full on spoilers. Um, they do a fake out death of Gale, which is like I felt like they're doing the same thing that they're doing in five. <laughs> like no one's safe, but it's like, and then I don't know if like they changed it or whatever. It could have been like multiple, like maybe film t- things, but at the end they're like, oh yeah, she survived. Are we are we into spoilers now? Yeah, yeah we... go go ahead. And I'll just say really quick, like I I I don't know if I love how the death of Dewey played out. Mm-hmm. I am okay with it. I'm not I don't know because like I, I think it's so pivotal to what that movie's trying to be. And I yeah. disagree with what that movie tried to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the but the idea itself I'm not like against. I just it's it's it should hit me harder. I should have been like crying my eyes out being like no 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 you know and i was like are yeah. we doing this okay they did it all right i guess that happened yeah. that's kind of a bummer but all right and um i don't know again like should these legacy characters even be here you know what i mean it's nothing against the actors like i mean mm-hmm. the golden trio carries those first four movies like yeah. to their levels of success and like notoriety but i don't know maybe they don't need to be here <laughs> It's it's yeah. interesting that you say that because I remember when watching the trailer for this one, I was thinking we were just focusing on the on the new younger cast. Mm-hmm. And then when Courtney Cox came out, I was like, oh, you know, at first I was like, oh, I'm glad she's here. But the, like the longer she stuck around, the more I was like, oh, it just kind of feels like she's just being forced into it. And so that's when I was like make, uh, agreeing with your point, Diego, that maybe she doesn't really need to be in this um, story just just so that like she has that moment uh, in, in that scene where she almost gets uh, uh, killed off. But har- harping back to what Jean said about the fake the fake outs, there have been so many fake outs in in this movie. I, I and I, and I'll count them. So. Yeah. So we're already into spoilers. So the 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 killers um are not one, not two, but three. Or three. It's it's and so one of them uh is the roommate uh whose name is uh fleeing from me, but we see her get killed off in the beginning of the movie. Oh she turns out to be the killer, so that's one fake out. Um the other friend dies. Um, the the brother gets like stabbed multiple times in the abdomen, but he survives. Um, 
Mindy, the, the, the other sister, gets stabbed and the knife pulled up. So that's a third fake out death. Yeah. Fourth is is Kirby, who got stabbed and got shot and still managed to survive. So you yeah, have scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Had it been just two, I would have been annoyed, but I would have been uh, fine with. But four, I was really annoyed. Yeah, it was just like, this is like, I don't think people could survive these laceration, these deep stab wounds, because it's like people get like fucked up in this movie by like knives. <laughs> and it's just like they get like shot and they're like still alive. They have this like pot armor, but it's not like, you know, like fun pot, fun pot armor, you know, it's just like it's it's just really like just you know it's just dumb it's just like this makes no sense it's not logical you know i'm wondering if uh they're they're a little hesitant because the death of of, uh, randy and scream 2 was so controversial that they considered bringing him back in part three i don't know Mm. that's that's known fact but like Uh um Mm. they people did not like that at the time and like in hindsight i'm like no, that's probably the way to go. You know, it's nothing against Jamie Kennedy or that character Randy, but it's just like, you know, again, these are movies about making movies and, right. and movies and, and all that fucking yeah. pretentious bullshit. But yeah. like, the characters themselves do not get to live the the fantasy that we're watching, right. right? They're they're human beings, and human beings, it doesn't always work out for human beings, right? Yeah, you, exactly. like the randomness and chaotic world around them and shit like that. So it's like. In a regular movie, Randy gets the girl at the end. In yeah. Scream, he's butchered in the back of a van in broad daylight. Yeah, and so I actually think that this decision is great in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's fucked up, and it's like, oh no, you know, like it's a genuine gut punch. It's really fucking mean. Um, and I think maybe these guys are a little scared of a of a mean reaction like that. Yeah. you know, and I, I I won't actually blame them for that. That's um considering they just tackled toxic fandom yeah you know, whether or not i think it worked like i i right. do want I, I do think they have a genuine um good intention here from that and like good intentions uh and their finger on the pulse and like okay this is what is going to set people off we should try to avoid that right. now is that maybe the best way creatively to move forward yeah. i don't think so but to their credit by the end of the movie i was happy that majority of them were still alive but at the same time i'm just like like four fake out death scenes like yeah it's like like come on yeah <laughs> uh, well Diego's watching on YouTube yeah I uh fake I, out I, had to, I had to change my background real quick for this one yeah uh, hey, okay. there you go yeah backgrounds are yeah all the characters they faked out dying <laughs> well I I meant to oh, actually it's do five, this. five I, minutes. I I almost forgot about Courtney Cox that was also too that was i hated that that scene because it was just like you're just doing the same the dewey scene all over again but then you don't even fall through i'm like why because they like it looks like the way they play that scene and the way they direct it is like okay she's she's done like they're killing her off this is the last you're gonna see a gale which was like the whole point of that scene was also to look. I kind of liked the fact that they brought up that Gail has never been on the phone with Ghostface and they bring that up. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Then they just like, all right, they do this like thing where, okay, goodbye to Gail. And then it's like, eh, not really. <laughs> yeah. Again, like, why, why are these characters here? You know, like, honestly, yeah. If, yeah. You, 
this is gonna this is gonna be the nicest thing I ever say about um the Jurassic World finale. But oh, uh I think it was smart to be like don't put the legacy characters up front. Like, yeah, the concept of this franchise is strong enough that you can kind of just have people in this world existing, yep, suffering through this stuff, right? And then bring them back for like the last hurrah or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. The, fall, the, the that didn't work for Jurassic World, but that move that the last Jurassic World doesn't work like, like that's a disaster, you know what I mean? That's like, <laughs> that, that is like it's not just a train wreck, it's like a nuclear waste like explosion. Um, but like that, that's not a bad idea, and maybe that's what they, they should have tried here. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say though, like, at least the finale was like it, it took a swing. I appreciate that because it's like it, it has a good set piece of having it basically in like a memorabilia room, like a trophy room for all the screen movies, and they're like interacting with like props from the previous film, like they have like the TV that's that Billy's killed with. Um, and it's just like, you know, that's Stu. Cool. Stu, excuse me, sorry. Stu's killed like, with the TV. Yeah. Billy Loomis is stabbed <laughs> and shot. Stabbed, yeah. Well, they have that knife too, excuse me. But yeah, it's just like, you know, it's an interesting set piece for this. Just like, I, uh, I guess we'll talk about the, like the reveal of like who the killer is, but it's just like, uh, you know, the fact that it was like the family of the last killer is just like, they're they're doing the scream two thing, but then it's like, oh, it's the entire family, and they're the entire family is like also killer crazy people, you know. What did you think about that, Luis? I didn't mind it. Uh, there, are, I'm back and forth on it because yeah. there are times I I didn't mind it because it's kind of like like alluding, like may, maybe paying homage to like the the Sawyer family or the. Like the Texas Chainsaw, Texas the, Chainsaw yeah, thing. sure. Yeah. Um, but at other times, I I was like, ah, I just liked it when um Jack Quaid's character, yeah, just you know messed up in the head. But at the same time, weirdo. Yeah, that he's just a weirdo. But at the same time, I kind of do like that. Like he comes from a messed up family. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm mixed on it. I'm like, yeah, I feel I feel really mixed. Like I see the intent that they're trying to go with. Like maybe as an homage to two, but then like the whole family, the whole family, like the the brother and the sister, and then the dad. The dad's a cop, and then it's like the sister was like the roommate of like uh, of Sam, and then like the other guy's a the roommate, and then too like he's a secret, he's like a secret son, where they changed his identity so he could go to college with the characters to get revenge. I'm like this is a little, this is a little much, even for a screen movie. This is a little. It was pretty predictable to know that the uh, that the roommate, not the not the the other uh, the brother, I mean, yeah, was was gonna be one of the killers because like we hardly had any scenes with him, yeah, uh, of him alone, yeah. Um, every time they kept on pointing at him out, I was like, yeah, okay, he's the killer. But also, too, in the movie, they keep saying, like, oh, yeah, like, we don't know about you. You're probably the killer. Like, they keep yeah. foreshadowing it, like, trying to be clever. And then it's like, oh, wait, he was the killer. Well, yeah. the killers. That's, but I think it would have been a lot funnier had it, had, like, I think it would have been great, but also low-key funny that um, that they always think it's him, but he's, like, actually just an honest dude. And, and <laughs> we see him get killed off. Yeah, and they're like, he wasn't. 
<laughs> and like, oh yeah, I guess he wasn't. But um, just the fact, like, I knew in my heart that like, oh, he's probably the killer. But I was hoping that they were gonna like divert it from like, oh no, he's actually just you know a helpless Regular guy. Yeah, no. he was like uh, well intentioned. Yeah, that's like in in defense of um the potential like overcomplication of the reveal. Mm-hmm. Scream 3, which I was just hyping up, has the most fucking ridiculous over the top reveal where it's like actually cuz every trilogy has to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Right? They're like actually yeah. I put the idea in Billion Stu's head to become rapist murderers. He doesn't say that exactly, mm-hmm. but that's what he's saying. And yeah. it's like, whoa, like that's like they're playing with some fire with that yeah. one. I'm like, I don't I don't know how I feel about yeah. this. Um, yeah. But so, you know, I'm, I'm again, not having seen Scream 6. It's like after that, I'm like, all right, I can handle a little overcomplication. There's like fucking futuristic voice changers in that movie. It's so fucking ridiculous. Um, but like, yeah, crazy franchise. It's, it's fucking crazy. Um, I'm curious. So like all this stuff. What is Scream Six like about? Is it is it satirizing anything at this point? Like, because every Scream, like whether or not it's successful, you know, has tried to to satirize something or like approach yeah. something. Going into this one, I don't know what it was trying to do there. Um, what did you guys think it was going for? I mean, it's not a great sign. <laughs> yeah, it's like about legacy sequels again, but then it was always so like, oh, these are so predictable, like these tropes and everything. Like they're like, isn't this so predictable? And then they just like do the tropes. So I don't, I don't know. I guess it was about legacy sequels again. It, it was about legacy sequels, but like, here's the thing: mm-hmm. when they were going through the rules again, usually the rules are pretty standard, like they're pretty set in stone and they're pretty, and these movies really do um, honor them in a way. And even with the last one, the last one, uh, as much as like, it's pretty like shaky, um, they do follow the rules. And this one, it was rather interesting because when they were going over the rules for uh, legacy requel sequels, um, geez, try saying that five times. Um, they there's a certain point where uh, it was like too long of a scene, it was too long for its own good when they were explaining the rules and who could die and who could be the killer. Where they kept on going around in the circle, like, uh, oh, like you know, but legacy uh characters can die now, and and like, oh, but that means you and you and uh Tara can die too, and we can die too, also. And so, I'm like, so basically, anybody can die. So like the rules don't matter, I guess. Um, which I guess is what they're kind of saying, like rules don't matter anymore. But um, in in that case, like I I really don't know what they were trying to aim for in in that part because it was just like, well, yeah, anybody can die, but in like these slasher movies, there there's usually rules to them. They they have to follow like a a uh, a, uh, a checklist, if you will. But I don't know. Uh, it it was rather interesting and a little bit of an eye roller when when they're like, "Oh, anybody in the circle can die here," and I'm like, "All right, I don't know." Yeah, it's like you guys really think you're clever. It's like, yeah, exactly. That clever, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll say like I think there's still targets for Scream to hit, you know? Because like going into Scream Five, I was like, "What else is there left to say?" With that one out of the way, like I do think there's 
potential for stuff to talk about. Like every horror movie now is about trauma and overcoming trauma, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Which is why I like Smile, because it's like... Oh, Smile is good. Because it's like, okay, you could have your trauma, but it's like, this is a fucking demon. I don't, I don't think a demon cares about your trauma. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that ending really caught me off guard in a good way. Uh, I understand that was a little mean for some people, but I was like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming. Um, but okay, so every movie's every horror movie is about trauma. That could yep. they could satirize that. Um, the obvious thing to me was like shared universes. So you would mm-hmm. have like multiple type of ghost faces. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like maybe people are like, oh, I'm trying to like brand the ghost face. I'm trying to rebrand yeah. ghost face, something like that. Oh, like, yeah. It was it was also like franchises. That was another thing because it's like multiple people were like trying to do their own ghost face in this movie, and then the actual ghost face kills these other ghost face. But then too, like the ghost face that they have, he uses like shotguns and like guns for a little bit. It's like it's not your dad's ghost face. But then they never really touch on that again. I guess I guess that's what it's trying to uh, satirize is just the whole idea of franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they don't really dive that deep into it. Not really, no. Mm. All right. Well, unless you guys have anything else. Oh, you know what? Uh, I, I got one more. Uh, what do we think about Ghostface Billy Loomis making an appearance again? Oh, Horse Ghost Billy horse Loomis. Ghost. Yeah. It's like a fucking Horse Ghost now. Yeah, he pops up in this new one too, right? Yes. yes, yes. Why yeah. do they keep fucking. Sorry, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Why the fuck do they keep doing that? Whoever told like, him that was a good idea should be fired. It worked in Star Wars. No, it didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm like reflexively like attacking five now. Um, yeah. um it's just like I don't know, because it's like Sam, the character, she has like a mental, like uh like she has like a sort of like a mental illness. Um, but it's like like she has like urges to to maybe kill. Spoiler, she she dons the ghost face costume to kill the ghost face in this and it's just i guess she kind of fights urges of seeing like taking her father's place i don't know it's it's very convoluted it's, it's very convoluted it's just oh, kind of bad as much as i really like five even for that i was like this is this is star wars come on i mean that that's the thing about that that fifth one it's like even people that like love it and like it's it's the best sequel no one likes the Billy Loomis ghost. No, like doing it. He was a horrible monster. Why does Wait. you know? Like no, no one, no one except the the actor that plays it that's getting paid. Skeet Ulrich, yeah, and he he's fucking fantastic. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's, he's, he's great in it. Um, yeah. but it is it is a little off putting. He is in this one uh, a reduced amount of time. Yeah, he's not he's in like it he wasn't the fifth one. Okay, um, which I think everybody is kind of thankful for. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think he shows up like a number, like maybe two times. Yeah, like two. You know, like two times. Those are like um, use the force, him. I mean, use the knife. Here, I d- I didn't mind him as much. Here, I didn't yeah. mind him as much. Although, if you walk into this movie, like just humor me, if you walk into this movie, have not seen the previous movie, and you just see just <laughs> Skeet Ulrich just telling this young teenager to like uh given to early like what the hell is happening here but speaking on on skeet ulrich they uh a little easter eggish if you will on uh on um, fan theories is that they mention uh Stu mocker and if like oh this is the tv that killed him and they're like oh but 
uh, if he really is dead. So they're really feeding into that fan theory that uh, Stu Mocker is not alive and he's like training the next generation of ghost faces. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it right now. They're going to bring back Stu in the last one in the next movie. <laughs> so I, I am down. I want them to okay. bring. Okay. I've been, I've been, I've been think. I was hoping that Matthew Lillard was going to be in this one because he's been saying he wanted to come back to these movies. Yeah. And, Hands down, he was the best part in Scream. Um, yeah. If he comes back in the next one, that's a five out of five for me. I don't care. That's a five out of five. Yeah. No, that's how they're gonna get you guys. Um, like I, I know, I think third movie was supposed to have like a potential like Stu's in prison, and he's kind of like orchestrating stuff from behind the scenes. Um, that's right. An idea that Kevin Williamson eventually took to uh, TV for the following. For oh, his uh, FBI serial killing hunter show, whatever. I've never seen that Scream show. It, it's, no, go... no, no, it's not Scream. It's it's a movie called, oh. the, or it's a show called The yeah. Following. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, gotcha. they didn't go forward with that in the third movie because of Columbine, right? Uh, I think that was part of it. Again, the, the third one had a lot of problems. But yeah, there's yeah. also like a reduced amount of uh, horrific violence in the third movie because yeah. they're like, hmm, it's probably, like, I think, you know, yeah, yeah, that's right. I think that is a, the thing because it was like, it was going to also be, uh, back at the high school because mm. there were going to be teachers or something like that, which like an angle that maybe wouldn't have worked already. So it's like, okay, we're just going to veer away from violence towards young adults. Yeah. Instead, we're going to kill Putty from Seinfeld. <laughs> oh. R.I.P. Oh. King. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. So would, would you guys recommend Scream 6? Mm, sure. I would. I would. Mm. It was still a fun time despite yeah. all flaws but i i you know i think maybe later this week i'll go see it again yeah i'll i'll, I'll see it again but yeah i was like, give it another chance because at least it's engaging i feel like i'm not wasting my time it's just yeah it's just uh it's just just that that third act just didn't do it for me so yeah it's it was, it was at least a fun like the first two parts of the story what really acts. works is its use of tension and suspense which definitely keeps you on edge yeah um, it definitely works more in character development in this movie, mm-hmm. which, and so because of that, you care more about the characters. And so that's what really works in this movie is that, is that you care about the characters. So I think just for that alone, um, it's worth watching. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm actually interested in checking it out because the responses are all over the map. And <laughs> a lot of people seem to be saying like, they prefer it to the fifth one, even if they also don't like this one. So I'm like, there, there's clearly something worth checking out here. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I, yeah, I was it, not interested in watching it in theaters. I might actually check it out in theaters now. Get on Redbox. You know, you could do that. We'll see. We'll see. It'll only be the second screen film I've seen in the theater if I do see it. Oh, so. okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, Luis, thank you for joining us. Where, where, where have you got a plug? What internet places can people find you at, or do you want people to check you out at? Oh, um, well, th- th- thanks for having me, guys. It's been yeah, a of course. joy. Uh, you guys could find me uh, on Instagram and on YouTube. My handle is uh, Fade Out Productions, um, and on also on uh, on. Uh, instagram as well and if you guys just want to follow me on instagram it's just lujo alcazar uh, at lujo alcazar yeah i gotta follow along your uh, your <laughs> post-production process because I, I remember 
one conversation we had, you were you were talking about at least one of the short film ideas, and I was like, that was pretty fucking good. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd see that. So yeah. uh, best of luck to you on that. I cannot wait to see the finished production. Um, thanks for joining us. Also, yeah. this was thanks, this was a blast. You. I hope Austin's treating you very well, mm -hmm. uh, even if Gene's over there with you right now. So. <laughs> and, yeah, no, he's no, been thanks. he's been a blast to have. Thank thanks yeah thanks for being on the show yeah I think we've mentioned having you on this more but yeah now you've finally been on so yeah got to do this more often mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely uh, but until then Gene where can people find you uh, you can find me on Twitter Instagram Gene nine eight nine two oh well, and you can find links down to everything else below uh, check out the Wealth of Press on Twitter YouTube SoundCloud Spotify iTunes and Patreon where you can get early access to other stuff uh, there'll be some retrospectives out um failed award contenders we're we're hot in the middle of uh, season two of that so keep an eye out for what whatever the fuck we're talking about there's there's a lot um and there's going to be a lot on the patreon when uh, you go check it after this episode so check that out uh it will probably be another episode released the same day as this so you'll get two uh two waffle press episodes to listen to with uh, a bunch of different thoughts on different things so thanks for listening everyone thanks for watching like and subscribe. If you didn't like this episode, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.